Welcome to the Zoom Room Podcast, Episode 3 with Jamie Del Rosario and Bien Gorospe. Tonight, we will be talking about Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu with a BJJ practitioner. Our guest for today is a blue belter under Professor Ali Sulit of Apex Filipinas Jiu-Jitsu. He is a silver medalist in Rollapalooza 2017 under the 88.3 kilogram division. He is a bronze medalist in Rollapalooza 2017 under the 88.3 kilogram division. He is a gold medalist in Rollapalooza 2018 under the 82.3 kilogram division. He is a bronze medalist in the Pan Asians 2018 under 76 kilogram division. And finally, he is a silver medalist in the Philippine International Open 2020 under the 82.3 kilogram division. Please let me introduce my good friend, Anton Recto. Zoom Room Podcast. Say hi, Anton. Hi, guys. Uh, I'm Anton, and thank you guys for having me. It's a mm-hmm. pleasure to be here in the Zoom Room Podcast. Mm-hmm. All right, all right. And it's a pleasure to have right. a champion so, here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true, that's true. All right, so let me start off uh, with a question. Um, how did you first encounter Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu? Um, it started last 2016, I think. Yeah, um, when when my coach, my gym coach, a uh, good friend of mine, Coach Francis Serrano, um, I told him that I wanted to venture into martial arts. Like, um, I enrolled in a Muay Thai class um, in Fist Gym in QC. And then he told me that with my kind of body type and my kind of strength, yeah, and my kind of uh, my kind of play in a way, my attitude even sometimes. Sabi niya. I think jujitsu would be a much more fit, um, a much more fit sport for you. Yeah. So sinabi niya, okay, let me introduce it to you. So he put out some mats on one of the gym spaces there. It's like a dance studio na medyo wala gumagamit. So in one corner dun kami, and then he introduced to me some stuff about it. A little bit of sparring, pero very, very light sparring naman. But, yun, parang na-enjoy ko siya na parang, oh, this is something that really I'm having fun in. Even if I didn't know anything about it yet. It was like that sheer joy palang when I was doing it in the first place. I don't know if you guys have experienced that with a sport or something, pero that, that time we're in, the first time you actually did it, it was like really good and you really enjoyed it already and that's when I said now okay let me just finish my my Muay Thai sessions in this gym and then I entered um Atos Jiu Jitsu in Ateneo Luigo Gym and then I had my first class there and I have to say it was very challenging yeah it was I didn't get the drills I didn't get the lessons at first and then it kept I kept like doing the wrong move in a way. And I also since of course with jujitsu it's very challenging. And it gave me a lot of like anxiety in a way. Na parang, oh shit, um sorry, sorry, pardon the language. Um sorry, like uh it was 
am I actually doing this? Am I actually doing the right thing here? Is this actually for me? Because it really was taking a long time for me to pick up the lessons. Pero I realized that, you know, just by showing up and being consistent with my training, I actually got got in there slowly but surely. And until now, I'm still doing it. And uh, I have to say, my game isn't perfect. Uh-huh. I still don't get some lessons, if ever. Pero, you know... Asking questions and showing up will really make you improve, and to me, that's that's what kept me in the sport. I have to say, so yeah. Mm. All right, all right, that's pretty good. Natawang sa sinabi mo when you said like you had no idea what you were doing because mm. I'm guessing the first problem you had was shrimping, right? <laughs> Uh yes, one of the one of <laughs> yeah, the biggest yeah, yeah. problems. Can you explain what shrimping is? I was just, it's like you it's like a hip escape basically. Mm-hmm. You're lying down on your back and then you have to push to the side like a shrimp. you're going to the side like a shrimp. It's one of the basic hip mobility movements, probably the most basic jiu-jitsu movement there is. And if you're a beginner, it's like it looks simple. But there's an added technique there that you have to push with a certain part of your foot. Mm-hmm. And you have to simultaneously move your butt and your hips in that direction. Yeah. And it's not as easy as you guys think if you look it up in the YouTube or whatever. Yeah. Well, I've tried it and my god, that was, <laughs> that was difficult. I, I swear. Mm. Like, um, yeah. It was a confusing movement because there's so many... There's so many body parts that's supposed to move at the yes, same time. I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's so Yeah, it's really difficult. How about you, Ben? Are you interested in doing shrimping? <laughs> well, I'm I'm interested in Brazilian jiu-jitsu cuz recently it's heaven there's been a rise in popularity in Brazilian jiu-jitsu because of people like Joe Rogan and sports like MMA. So I guess I would ask you Anton what made you choose BJJ over Muay Thai? Since you you mentioned that you okay. had Muay Thai. Okay. So, to be honest, uh, one of the things that made me choose Jiu-Jitsu, there's no exact reason because right now, or before quarantine rather, before COVID-19 happened actually, I've already been taking, I was already taking up striking also. And I enjoy both sports. But to be honest, it's probably the culture of the team. Yeah, jiu-jitsu culture has been one of the things that that truly made me stay. Because it's like you're a team and you're learning with them. Mm -hmm. You have a coach and you have a team natututukan kayo sa one training session and you have that culture in a way the friends that you make and everything unlike with Muay Thai or boxing you're only being trained by one coach and you're not being trained as a group in Jiu-Jitsu mm. you can't do Jiu-Jitsu without a partner and uh, that culture of caring for your teammates or having your teammates probably is the one that made me stay yeah it sounds cliche that you found a family in your team or what have you but it's the one thing that made me f- pers- it made me really stay because it's the 
it kept me coming back like the culture the team and everything I guess it makes it more than, than just ganda. you know punches and kick it, kicks and grappling yes yeah. mm-hmm. and yeah I since you bring since you brought that up it's much more complex than people would would even think I have to say and the challenge of it makes me just want to come back for more it's an addicting thing it's it's problem solving it's a puzzle that you actually solve and you can never run out of techniques I have to say Mm-hmm. You can always learn something. You can always evolve to it and everything. Not to diss on boxing or anything. It's a great, it's a great sport. I love it also. But the complexity of jujitsu just really makes it a much more fulfilling sport to take up. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So let's let's get into BJJ in the Philippines. Um, I know you told me a little bit about your culture, your like okay. culture, your culture in your team. But I want to know, like. How is the culture all over in the Philippines? Ano yung rivalries? What are the what are the lingo that we need to know about? Okay, sige. So for rivalries or or jiu-jitsu as a whole, I have to say it's a very friendly kind of rivalry there. It's like walang magagalit the teams or whatever. Wala, really none. None from my from my uh, perspective or from my own knowledge, yeah. But you know when the cultural thing that you do everything every time before you every time before you step on the mat is the bow it's a sign it signifies respect you know just before you step on the mats you already bow to like show your respect and before you actually face your opponent you actually bow at them also and before you engage or have that uh, like we say kombach yeah yeah kombach and all that um, we slap, we slap hands and bump fists. It's a, it's a pretty good way to show respect or sportsmanship. Na parang okay, let's start and let's roll. Parang ganon. That's the one thing that really, you know, signifies. Yeah, at the, it's a start of a sparring match. It's a start of a match you're in. You try to win it, but at the same time, it's a start of something that you could say that. You respect this person, because mm-hmm. in between a in between a match or like we say a role, a role is like is like a equivalent of sparring in jujitsu lingo. Mm-hmm. Um, if some if we go out of bounds for some reason or or reset or reset reset positions or whatever, we always have to slap and bump to signify like okay, let's start. Mm-hmm. It's it's a very bad thing if you like reset or it's the start of the match and then you don't slap and bump. Mm-hmm. Somebody offers their hand or their fist to you and then you start attacking them. It's like it's the most it's one of the most uh disrespecting thing uh, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Like for example, if I'm rolling with someone in my team and uh, you know we bump into a wall, parang ganun. Um, of mm-hmm. course, you have to move. You have to move and reset positions. Uh, I always mm-hmm. make it a point to offer my hand to slap and bump. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you know, if ever hindi nilagawin, it's like a very disrespectful thing. Yeah, I actually remember, like, yeah, it's very unsportsmanlike if you don't do that to your teammate or even just your opponent. Uh huh. It's the one thing that really signifies respect. Before and after a roll, the slap and bump, really. Mm-hmm. 
And regarding lingo, uh, yun nga, I introduced the role, rolling or sparring in our in our culture. And then we also have the slap and bump, which is the start of everything. Probably uh, the one phrase or the battle cry, uh, if I may per se, of jiu-jitsu is like, us or O double S. It's like... Mm-hmm. We always say that to people, especially when we when we bow in or bow out. We always us. Mm-hmm. It's I don't I mean Jamie can relate mm-hmm. probably because he's martial artist. There's always those stuff. Mm-hmm. And when I was researching it, because I didn't know it at first, yeah us. And one thing that came up when I was searching it, when I was still a beginner, is like, okay, it's really just a. Sometimes it's just a saying for anything. Like uh, when when someone says when someone says good role or good match, us, ganon, to like to like acknowledge that person. Or the more the more um the more specific was that I saw like us means persevering under pressure. Yeah, like that. So it could mean a lot of things, but in jujitsu culture, it's really the one word that we use. For everything, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then yeah, yun yung probably the most uh, cultural thing that you guys should learn really are na bowing, slap and bump, and us. Uh, and uh, mm-hmm. one more thing, pala na pagalitan ako that time. <laughs> that <laughs> we di naman pagalitan pero it was like it's a no-no for us. Na parang when you bow. Your belt should be tied and your gi should be fixed. Mm-hmm. Like one time, kasi uh, pagtapos ng session, I was still a beginner that time. Sinabit ko lang yung sinabit ko lang yung belt ko sa neck ko. And uh, my coach that time told me like, okay, no, you fix your gi, uh, tie your belt, then let's bow. And yun parang for me, if if I encapsulate jiu-jitsu culture in one word or even martial arts culture uh, in general it's all about respect talaga and uh, the one thing that really strikes me that when you enter the mats ego you throw ego at the door yeah you, sh- you can't have any ego out when you're rolling or whatever mm-hmm. and yeah mm-hmm. Okay, so Anton, we don't really have questions anymore. But like, okay. I get, I want to commend you for how you see martial arts because you see martial arts as a respect court. You know, there's some sort of knight, uh, knighthood beauty to martial arts because imagine, mm-hmm. mag, you're you're going to maul each other. Yeah, you're going to mm-hmm. maul each other in the mats. For you, you're gonna choke the other one. You're gonna choke the other ones out of death. You're gonna make them submit. Yet, in the end of the day. You see each other as brothers, not yeah. as rival, and not as like big rivals. You have to remember, in that MMA, even though there's a lot of showboating and a lot of ano, you have to remember it's a business. They try to sell the fights. Yeah. But I know, naman, I know, naman, that there is some sort of respect because each fighter there has their own brand. Pero if we're talking about like yung ano, yung lower ano, if we're talking about this arena, na parang talagang traditional Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. It has to be with respect, talaga. Mm-hmm. I mean, one of it's hard to be cocky. Eh? Like, um, I don't like being cocky with things like these because I remember, called like um, inspiring. 
I'm a big guy, right? So, a lot, a lot of, ano, some people might think, ah, malaki yan. Kaya niyo mong balik, balibag ng tao. No, 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 no. In boxing, I got pretty, I got pretty, um, I was tested really hard because of, uh, because of sparring. Especially because yung kasparring ko was my coach. Yung coach ko is a 13-time winner mm-hmm. ng Philippines, Philippine professional boxing. Eh, he's uh, mga 5, mga 5'5 five, five yung height niya. Pero obviously, yung experience niya is better. Ako nga, I've never been, ano, I've never been put in that situation and I was scared because I didn't know how to deal with it. Pero it, I, eventually, I got comfy with it. And, mm-hmm. I guess, ayun yung progression talaga ng, ano, ng, ng what you do in martial arts. Na parang, you'll get uncomfy, you're uncomfy at first, mm-hmm. but eventually, you'll get better. That's why I commend you because, in the end of the day, it's always gonna be respect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. It's like, it's, I agree with you, it's funny, like, parang, <laughs> you hurt each other. At the same time, you're also, like, a brotherhood, in a way. And, uh, You know that when when we do trash talk sometimes, yung pangasar lang or whatever, uh, alam mo it's out of respect or have you? Parang it's out of a friendly thing. It's no disrespect or whatever talaga. And uh, yun, it's probably the biggest non-negotiable in the sport or in any martial art really that you have to respect and you have to respect your opponent. You have to respect whoever really. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, Having taken Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu like for many years now, do you think you can take anyone now? Like, do you think yeah. you can <laughs> defend if someone tries to mug you? Of course he can. Because you know, there's a lot of martial <laughs> arts where you realize it's parang dancing lang. It's just like dancing. But do you think Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is the right tool for you to defeat someone who's gonna mug you or something? Okay, so, oh, because I have a rule. Um, I think for every martial artist, I can say that we are afraid of fights. Mm-hmm. It's the irony of it all. We are afraid of fights because we know what we're capable of. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that as if something to scare people or whatever, na or something that really could make someone's ego um, boost up or what have you. But it's ako ako mismo. I'm afraid to fight because I know what I'm capable of. Yes, I probably can't take a advanced purple belt or an advanced brown belt or even a black belt. Hindi ko hindi pa kaya yon. I'm not in that level yet. Mm-hmm. And pero you know, if a normal person who doesn't know how to fight, I remember Joe Rogan saying this. It's like it's such a it's funny to think that these people are so tough are so tough and knowing that they have never fought a single thing single time in their life rather and they come at you very confident very cocky very very maangas in Filipino words diba and you wouldn't know that this person is actually a maybe not just jujitsu but a black belt in judo for once or he's actually a Muay Thai crew Uh, and if you see the Muay Thai crews, they're really, really thin and everything. But he can actually really um, do something <laughs> about you, diba? I And you think in a more temperamental mood, in a way. Mm-hmm. You learn how to reserve your temper even more. 
um, we try our best not to engage or initiate fights. But martial arts is really all about defending yourself. And we're only going to use it to like defend ourselves. We're not going to use it to like initiate a fight or a brawl with someone, for example, a bar or what have you. But we're actually, go- if the going gets tough, if it's needed, we're going to use it. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. So, Siguro Martial Arts is also also personal development. So, it teaches like, yes. you don't initiate fights. It, I guess it makes you a better person also, overall. Mm-hmm. It's, oh. Go ahead, Jamie. Alright. Um, also, you have to remember that um, fighting... Fighting is, um, I think it's been romanticized too much in movies as something cool. But honestly, like, um, there's a lot of things that happens after the fight that's kind of... Nakakaba ng konti. Because, hmm. like, alam mo naman, di ba? Like, we're, twi- we're 21, 22 now. We're pretty old. Parang, what's the point of fighting na? Like, why can't you just <laughs> talk about it? Yeah, I mean, we're not kids anymore. We're not, like, 18 hmm. or something. Or even younger. Yeah. Um, it just so happens kasi ang kinakatakutan ko ngayon from all of the stories I've heard is what happens ha- after. Parang there can be legal action. Okay. Imagine mo, you're gonna throw away your life just to prove that you're up there. Correct. Or you're, ano, just to prove that you're a tough guy. You wanna, Correct. let's say, beat someone up. Tapos yung pala, nalaman mo, anak siya ng some influential person biglang, mm. kasuhan ka namin, patay. Mm. Eh, paano Correct. kung Correct. we're just normal people? Ano, tapos na buhay mo. Correct. Mm. Yun lang. I mean, I agree with you. Like, uh, one of the best things that was said to me was also with Coach Francis. Because Coach Francis, a very, he's also a very, very close friend of mine. Mm-hmm. Like, we chat about anything under the sun then. Mm-hmm. He's been my coach since 2013. My conditioning coach for 2013. So, I owe a lot to him talaga. One of the things that he told me was like, in a fight, it's a lose-lose situation. Whoever is fighting, like in a street fight or an unsanctioned match, uh, per se, both of them lose because one, yung isa nabugbug ka, okay? You have a bloodied, <laughs> you have a bloodied head or what have you. Fracture. But the one that actually thinks that he won, one, he broke his hand probably for mauling that person. And number two, he gets a legal action from it. He, he gets a lawsuit from it. Diba? So either way you look at it, mapaaway ka sa street or whatever, talo ka. Okay. You're, you are losing. No matter what the case is. You're, it's, a lo- it's a loss for you. Yeah, and also, I was able to hear this from a friend. He was like, what will I, you know, what will I gain from winning a street fight? Mm-mm. Sinabi ko, tas, I, I, that time kasi I was like, ano, I was like thinking about it na parang, don't you gain like some sort of like pride or honor? Tas sinabi niya, I get pride of, pride and honor from fighting in a street fight. Something that no one ever knows about. <laughs> then, do na change yung perspective ko about it. Kasi parang, ako naman, obviously, di ako mapaway na tao, bayit nga ako eh. So, um, it just so happens na parang, it's really, you know, wala, like, paulit-ulit na lang, pero, yeah, it's not worth it. That's why I want to remi- remind yung mga viewers natin. Ay, sorry, listeners. Guys, wag na kayo makipag-away. Chill na lang kayo. Just enjoy a beer in a bar. Just, you know, 
turn the other cheek. There is no just right do a band this. dance battle instead Correct. of a fist fight. Magtumbre wrestling is a better better way of wrestling <laughs> to settle it oh. on the streets really. It's the best martial art. Yep. It's the best and the yeah. easiest martial okay. art also. Let's move on to the next question. This yeah, is a fun question, Anton. And I want you yeah. to use all of your biases or use your knowledge of it. Is BJJ the superior grappling art? Okay. Um, I have to say, uh, jiu-jitsu is, well, it's great, don't get me wrong, but, um, I don't want to say that it's the superior grappling art, because, just like any grappling sport, it mixes up a lot of concepts, from wrestling, from judo, yeah, and, to be, to be honest, it won't be jiu-jitsu if, the wrestling moves or the wrestling concepts or the judo concepts are not there. Grip fighting is... Like, for example, if you're doing jiu-jitsu in a gi, grip fighting is a very, very... is a very, very essential concept in judo or an essential thing to do in judo as well. And then some judo throws, some judo... some judo... uh, judo trips or what have you as well are also there. Well, for... uh, for no gi, if you're not doing jiu-jitsu in the gi... Um, wrestling is much more used and to be frank uh, most of the concepts talaga that we unknowingly practice comes from different kinds of martial arts in there. Jiu-Jitsu in itself is very unique because you get to fight off of your back. That's probably the best thing that um, gives that Jiu-Jitsu actually gives. It, fight, it gives you an opportunity to fight off your back. Uh, we have this thing called the bottom game or the guard playing where you basically use your legs and your arms to like defend yourself or actually attack. Mm-hmm. You can actually, like, if I'm off my back, um, in closed guard or in layman's term when both my legs are wrapped around your body, mm-hmm, it's actually it actually gives you much more control of the person. And people may think that you're actually losing when you're in the bottom. Mm-hmm. But... In truth, you're actually winning. And for me, if asked if it's the superior grappling art, I can't say that it's the most superior grappling art because each grappling art has a specific concept that is actually much, much better than the other. Or each concept actually has a good value proposition that is offered to whoever is taking it, the practitioner. Like with judo, the throws the grip fighting, the trips, and everything. Wrestling is like uh, the the takedowns, and then the um, also a little bit of grip fighting in there, and the positional the positional things that um, wrestling has. Well, for jujitsu, it's really learning how to attack off your off of your back. And for me, um, those concepts or those um, things that that uh, these martial arts actually um, offer, it's like it's what makes it great or it's what makes it um, good or it's what makes the other better than the other and if you're gonna see it jiu-jitsu actually mimics a lot of that through wrestling and judo and to be frank nga, like I like I said jiu-jitsu won't be itself without the judo concepts or the wrestling concepts so yun, for me I don't I can't really see it as a superior grappling art or any way further than that, like any kind of grappling art, 
to me, there's no hierarchy, there's no ranking or what have you. Because there's always going to be something that makes it good. So you're saying it's yeah. good to, it's also good to learn a bit of everything. But also, yes. I agree. But also, jiu-jitsu has some parts of judo and wrestling. So maybe yes. you should start mm-hmm. off with BJJ, and because it that's what makes it good. Well. Well, some kasi, like, I have a lot of teammates. They, they're they already judokas. And they're learning jiu-jitsu for their newaza or their grappling. And then, I have teammates also who are wrestlers. And they just went into jiu-jitsu as well. And uh, to be honest, when I spar against them or when I roll against them, they have their own set of strengths that I can't read, that sometimes I can't decipher. Like, for a judoka, mm-hmm. it's like... Yeah. It's like if it's a judoka, it's like I won't stand up with this guy. I I'll immediately just uh, pull to guard or sit down and fight off of fight off the bottom or fight off my back instead of uh, risking the throw or risking the trip. So yun yung parang maganda dun eh, na parang oh this guy actually learned knows something about judo. He can actually use it in jujitsu because it's legal. Ganun. while a wrestler is the same thing. Um, I won't stand. Um, I won't stand with the wrestler also because, or reach my legs out, or point my legs out for a wrestler because that wrestler can snag that leg easily. Um, it's it's really a very strategic thing, and a lot of factors are in play, especially knowing that this person has a lot of backgrounds when it comes to martial arts. Ayon, so talagang for me. It's a little bit of everything, but it offers something unique always. Siguro, I opened up this question because um, I saw this Reddit post about like which is the more superior grappling, ano, grappling art. And I guess, we're, ano, from what I've seen, take note that this is not what I'm saying. I don't mean to offend any of these practitioners. But yung ko is that... Okay. They, that these redditors said that wrestling is the pretty dominant grappling sport mm-hmm. mm. and for the reason daw is because yung takedowns ng wrestling can actually hurt you na daw okay. from that palang because you're being pressed diba pero mm-hmm. iniisip ko rin like parang maybe these people are biased mm-hmm. well, I don't know what say you too biased no um to be frank any takedown can hurt you Really, mm-hmm. uh, a judo takedown can hurt you if you don't know how to land. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. yun, uh, it's the same thing with a suplex, maybe or a double leg takedown. If you don't know how to land, or if you land, or if it's clean or something, it will always have an impact on you. And to me, yeah, I think I don't think naman na sobrang ano. Uh, it's how do I say this? It's like without offending anyone, really. Uh, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think that there's a superior grappling art for that matter. I mean, all right. Because mm-hmm. mismo um, in jiu-jitsu, I am more of a wrestler's base talaga. My takedowns are more of the single leg, the double leg, or the ankle pick. Um, I'm I don't know any judo techniques or what have you. If I don't take down, I immediately pull to guard. Or if my opponent pulls to guard, I go for the pass or the guard pass or pin him down like that for that matter without the use of his legs so talagang 
you can mix and match it really mm-hmm. if you know wrestling that's great for you really if you know judo that's great for you and you're practicing jiu-jitsu wherein you can mix it up parang it makes it a much better practice for you so i don't <laughs> to be honest for me that's how i see it i don't right. see it parang jiu-jitsu is like better than this or judo is superior than this or wrestling is not as good as this or what have you pero if like it gives me a whole different perspective that if this guy knows or has a background of this one then that's to his advantage already like I said it gives an advantage to people of all sorts if they know each and every kind of thing a little bit of everything rather so who is your biggest Brazilian Jiu Jitsu inspiration because I asked this question because like I know there's a lot of Brazilian Jiu Jitsu practitioners there that are pretty good Mm-hmm. Um, what for one, yung idol ko is one of one of my biggest idols is the one of the son of the Gracies. It's Cron Gracie. The reason why okay. I idolize ko siya is because gusto ko yung ano niya, yung work ethic, yung idea ng mga Gracies of breathing, yung breathing. They have this mm-hmm. really, um, it's actually pretty good breathing exercises. Yung <laughs> yung or something. Mm-hmm. Then um, obviously yung food niya like he eats food like parang he sees food as fuel and not exactly mm-hmm. as an enjoyment. Mm-hmm. And na naaaliw lang, lang ako doon ng sobra. So mm-hmm. who is your biggest BJJ inspiration? Okay. Himself In probably. In terms of those uh, <laughs> joke lang. <laughs> In terms of the popular people I'd have to say it's one, it's John Danaher. He's the leader of the Danaher Death Squad or the DDS. It's the only DDS I know, not yeah, not the political stuff. Danaher Death Squad <laughs> is the only DDS I know. He he bred people like Gary Tonon, um, Nick Rodriguez, Gordon Ryan, and the phenom known as Nicky Ryan also. Um, those people and to be honest like he's one of my biggest inspirations because of when I watch his videos or his lessons per se it's like yeah parang his philosophy is like something that's admirable I have to say it's like uh, you can never get tired of what he says or the way his approach rather his approach or his methodology when teaching jujitsu or when teaching when when doing when teaching jujitsu in itself talaga sobrang nakaka nakaka inspire and, and you get to really get that um you get to get the whole concept of it through his philosophy or hit or through his methodology mm-hmm. while locally i have to say uh one of my biggest bj inspirations has always been my two mentors talaga coach ali sulit and coach luis mison mm-hmm. all right shout out shout out Shout out sa kanilang dalawa, uh-huh. Coach Ali and Coach Lewis. Uh-huh. It's like, I've always um, admired them, to be honest. Like, uh, Coach Lewis actually started this culture with us. Started this group. I don't want to say click, eh, pero this group we're in. Before, we would go to training um, 90 minutes early just to practice some drills or to do some extra work. And to be honest, yun yung, that's one of the one of the ways that actually made me evolve or made me better like we were just working on the moves that we thought that needed working for us or sequences that we do for 30 sets um, in a span of 60 minutes or 90 minutes for that matter talagang 
it made me much better as a practitioner because of the culture he instilled upon us. While for Coach Ali naman, he's, he's really been the guide for us. Talagang, he makes sure that everyone gets the lesson and he gives importance to his students a lot, really, and what they want to learn. He's very patient with us as well and he encourages us to really be better. One of the one of the things that really got me with Coach Ali was like he paired me up with someone the beginner pa ako na parang kayo both of you guys will be the ones who are going to be pulling each other up in this journey. So, yun, parang those small things that really inspire you to actually continue. And then now since medyo I'm in the senior level already, he he actually paired me up with someone like si uh, si David Mendoza, uh, one of my teammates, and uh, we're always the drilling partners na, um, so to speak. Talagang, he has that system wherein the team is like your, the people who will pull you up. And he embodies that all the time through his guidance, through what he teaches us as well. So, ayun. For me talaga, yeah. Um, it's not very big, pero how they do it, in a way, is what kept me, you know, it what kept me in their school or in their guidance in a way. Talagang, it's inspiring and it makes you really wanna, at makes you really excited to go to your next session if that's the culture, if that's the kind of people who are leading you in a way, diba? Can you tell us an experience that you have had in BJJ? Like, what's your greatest win? Greatest win, okay. For me, my greatest win was when I won. There two, actually, or three. Sige. One was of course. What? Was three. What? Well, hindi naman, hindi naman ano, hindi naman greatest win, pero probably most notable wins for me, talaga. First was my first gold medal as well, because I actually before competing in that division, I was competing in the light heavyweight division. Uh, equivalent of jiu-jitsu and I had to cut 10 kilos to actually make the weight and uh, that was like my last competition as a white belt and I really worked hard for it I was training twice a day sometimes I was I was putting in the extra work with uh, the drill squad kumbaga that's what we called ourselves that time and then I really just worked through it I have to say and uh, and on that day, it was like I was depleted. I was really feeling really, really weak that time because ano ne, uh, I was I don't have much food. I don't have much water in me. But at the same time, I felt really strong because I know I prepared for it. And I won the first match um, pretty well. I took down my opponent and then I choked him, which merited me a trip to the finals. And during the finals, it was it was a chess match. I have to say, I can I can really say that it was a chess match because at first we were measuring each other up. He tried to shoot for a takedown to me. I defended it. Then I shot for a takedown. He defended it. Then the next time around, I shot for a takedown, but I kind of nakamali ako, nakamali ako. And then that's when he took me down already, and I was already down on points. I think. Um, if I'm not mistaken, ano yun eh, 3-5-0 na yung score that time. And, uh, I don't know, it was like, in my mind, I was like saying na, 
ah, that's okay. If I lose this, I get the silver already. Pero, uh, because, you know, parang nakaka-demotivate na that time. Pero, you know, I said, I'm a fight until until I can really... I'm, I'm gonna fight until I actually... Uh, until the bell rings, kumbaga. And... Yeah, I got to I got to regain possession. I swept him, which I turned him over, and then I got the pass, and then I got the mount, uh, which is a two, five, nine, nine point sequence at ayon. Yeah, that's that was a nine point sequence that time. I swept, I passed, and I mounted. So the score was nine five already that time, and I just held possession f- until the bell rang, and. Yeah, it's, next thing I know, I won the gold already. So that's still one of the most, uh, one of the most memorable things I have to say. And then, okay, I'ma just, I'ma just say maybe two, two, two notable wins for me, talaga. Because, or okay, fine, I'll go for the free na para completo. Okay. <laughs> so the next one was another time that I had to cut weight. So I was really comfortable uh, competing in the middleweight division that time. Then I cut maybe ten ki- another ten kilos to make the lightweight division this time around. And how many pounds do you need to be for that? time, I was I was seventy six kilos that time, but I was underweight by two, so I was seventy four kilos. I can't compute it right now. I can't math, but ayun talagang I was depleted and everything. I was really thin that time, and. Um, my coach actually whispered to me like, "Oh, your opponent is actually one of the best in your division," and I was like, "Oh, really? I don't know. I didn't know that he was one of the best." So I was worried, worried hell that time, and I said, parang, yeah, win or lose, I'll just do my best." And then I proceeded there, and uh, the first thing I did was like, I shot, I shot the takedown for my life, talaga. I just took him down no matter what and from there I just worked my way around it and I actually won I lost my second match so bronze lang ako bronze lang nakuha ko that time which is this is the Pan Asians in 2019 but the mere fact that I got to make weight uh, it was the lightest I've been and I got to beat uh, someone who was branded to be one of the scariest opponent in that division was already a win for me and it somehow I got to somehow see how I actually I got to somehow see how I actually was already how I was evolving even more in the sport and then probably the last one was probably the last the last competition I had last February um one of the things that made it fulfilling talaga was that uh, I cut weight um I cut the three kilos over in two weeks time uh-huh. but I felt I felt pretty good naman hindi siya yung parang depleted or whatever um, never again though I'm not gonna cut weight that 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 fast again talagang it's not a good practice I have to say but what made it fulfilling was that the day before I was organizing an event for my organization uh, Jamie and I are in that organization which is ISEC I was one of the organizers that time. I was in charge of logistics. And I said, oh shit, or sorry for my language, pardon my language, like, oh no, uh, I have a competition the next day and I have to I have to somehow organize this event. And I have to say, like, um, while the event was going through, 
the only thing on my mind that time was a com- was the competition and uh, I the event was finished and then the next day happened which was my competition ready and I won my first match with ease I have to say I mean there were some times that I was in trouble but I won the match 11 to 2 and which mm-hmm. merited me a trip to the finals I mean I lost my finals match pero it's somehow it's probably one of the most fulfilling things also as well na I had to I had to organize an event the day before then compete the next day and still win I mean it's it just goes to show like you know if you need if you want to balance something or if you want to do something yeah just you gotta do it and you gotta you gotta pursue for it so ayun for me like the greatest wins for me is not it's not the medal or it's not the the gold or the first place or whatever I mean it's great to have that pero the stories behind those wins just makes it much greater I have to say so yeah uh-huh I believe those are my greatest wins. <laughs> Sorry mm-hmm. if that was pretty long, but uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, it's alright. It was actually um, pretty an, a pretty good story. Like it felt like a it felt it felt like that it can be made into a movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because like um, I had actually this. Uh, I was also thinking of this movie idea that maybe if they can focus on Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and the name <clears> of the movie is Sprawl. Mm. I don't know. That okay. would be cool, Sana. And yung magandang basis Sana yung story that the story that you have. Um, it's also very admirable of you to because you were in an ISEC event. Uh, you were the one who were organizing it. Yet you were still thinking about the competition yeah. more yes. than being in the situation itself. Yeah. And I think that was pretty admirable because that's a very champion mindset. Mm. So yeah. Like, sobrang commendable yung mga wins mo. You, you've done a lot. That's why I feel like you really deserve the recognition and you really deserve all of your wins. Thank you, thank you. I mean, How about at the you end ben? of the day. Uh-oh. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. How about you, Ben? Ano, add? I have nothing to add. Just fine. Alright. Sige. Uh, let's continue on to the next question. Go ahead. Okay, bro. Explain naman yung... yung Explain your worst loss. Okay, sige. Of course, with the greatest wins, there's always the worst loss. Losses, uh-huh. There were two losses that I have to say were the most notable. The first one, because I was really lax for the competition. I wasn't preparing um, very well for it. I didn't have the proper nutrition. Then, yung training ko was pretty half-baked. Uh-huh. I mean, I didn't... I didn't miss any mat time, but I missed a lot of um, conditioning time that I have to say is probably as important as the mat time also. So for me, like those, <clears throat> that time, like I was just saying like, okay, I'll just wing it in competition day. Mm-hmm. I won my first match. I won my first match. But during my second match, but I could really feel na parang I was gassed. I was gassed and... I was my my grips were tired that time. I could say that I wasn't at my best. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I wasn't at the best fighting shape that time. I have to say. And then come second match, I I said na parang yeah, if I win this, I get the gold already. Ganon. Mm-hmm. And at first, um, it went pretty well. We were just grip fighting or whatever. And then I got he he tried to take me down but I ended up being the one on top so yun top game great 
and then I got to pass him and uh, and I tried to go for the mount or the neon belly that time but uh, he got he got to escape and we got back on our feet with one minute left I was leading by three points and uh, I was just trying my best to like keep the lead so that I would win but uh, since I was really gassed and I knew that I wasn't at my best shape talagang I committed the most, one of the most fatal errors I have to say in my jiu-jitsu competing life, which is I didn't do anything. Yeah, I just stood there and stood mm-hmm. without without an intention to attack. Mm-hmm. And the uh, next thing I know, he took me down. He took me down and he got the pass and he got the mount and time ran out. So I lost and... Uh, I thought na silver na ako that time, but um, the official approached me said na parang you have a three-way tie, which means you have to battle it out with the same people again to to know what kind of medal or what kind of placing you're gonna get. Mm-hmm. And next thing I know is like I was already gassed. I don't have any more grips or whatever, and. Pagod na pagod now that time, and I was just thinking like, I'm gonna give up or whatever. But you know, I still fought. But I knew that I wasn't at the best shape that time, and I lost both matches. Which I mean, I still got the bronze. I still got the bronze. Pero the way I got that bronze wasn't really very fulfilling to me. Um, it's like it was like a consolation medal for me. And that's when I learned na the next time I compete, I really have to prepare well for it. Mm-hmm. Like the next the next competition, that's when I started um, eating better, training better, uh, training smarter actually, not just harder but smarter that time. And that competition actually made me learn a lot of stuff about how I should be competing. Mm-hmm. While the second one was probably the competition where I didn't win any medals uh, at, at that. It was my blue belt debut and uh, I was against a very, very tough opponent. Uh, he's, he's actually one of the best in that division also. And I said, nah, yeah, maybe I can take him. Pero it kind of stung to me how I lost. Na parang, I mean, I tried to give a fight but at the end of it all, parang na-outclass ako or whatever. And uh, um, it would it particularly hurt because I didn't, I came home empty-handed. Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. literally, or in a literal sense pala, empty-handed. Wala akong medal that time eh. But uh, the way I lost was like, he, th- he, he tripped me, judo trip, and then I was submitted via an armbar also. And... Uh, I have to say, like it was, it wasn't a, <laughs> it was a hurtful loss for me. Uh huh. Na I didn't get to have anything. Pero again, I learned from it. Okay. Na I with that I needed. I said that uh, yes, I have to improve on my balance this time around. Again, I if there's something that I needed to improve on, I will, and uh, maybe competing at a more decisive uh, mindset, seguro and. Uh, those losses probably are the two things that um, probably gave me that extra push to like um, get that winning attitude even more. And since then, I've been I've been learning a lot from it. I have to say, and the losses probably, like I said, are much 
as fluffy as it is, I hate being fluffy, but um, it's the losses that actually made me a better practitioner. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That I had to adjust something in my training. I had to learn something even more in my training for me to actually be better the next time around I'm here. So, mm-hmm. talagang win or lose, it's all about learning. You win or you learn. Ika nga, sabi nga nila si Jiu-Jitsu. You don't lose in Jiu-Jitsu, you only learn. But even with winning, you're also learning. And uh, it's mm-hmm. as fluffy as it may sound again, but it's really all about the learning curve through it each time you compete or each time you train. So, that's the beauty of it, talaga. It really makes you want to come back and learn some more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If I were five years old and I didn't know about jujitsu, how would you explain it to me mm. so that I would join okay. <laughs> jujitsu, oh, Brazilian jujitsu? I've okay. heard this question too many times. <laughs> oh, no, eh. Mahirap to because I have to say when I explain jujitsu, I'm a very very technical guy. Well, di naman ako like well not technical as it is, but I'm very very like you know uh the jargons of it I always try to like say it uh, probably if I were to explain it to a 5 year old it's jujitsu when life knocks you there's a quote nga eh. when life knocks you down learn how to fight off your back ayun ah. and for me if I were to explain it to a 5 year old okay um, bata, uh, <laughs> ikaw, if you want to defend yourself and you think that you're losing or you want to like, um, have that, have that wow factor or that gulat factor with the person you're fighting with or, or what have you, even though I don't encourage fights, okay, don't fight, but only when needed, um, jiu-jitsu is the perfect sport for you because you can fight literally anywhere. You can fight off your back, you can fight off your knees, you can fight off your feet. So, yun, siguro yun. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how to explain to a five-year-old because without the necessary things. Pero, sabihin ko lang sa kanya, maybe, it makes, it helps you fight anywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It will, it can help you defend yourself from anywhere. Yun. Uh-huh. <laughs> yun na lang siguro. Okay. Yung pinaka-benta, actually, yung sinabi mo, Hoy, bata. <laughs> it was really funny. It's like, uh-uh. I don't know. Um, you know those random kids and you call them down, Hoy, bata. Yan nga eh. Hoy, bata. Ganun. Yeah. And also, I guess, like, I'm not a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu practitioner. But um, what I could say is, I think in all martial arts, it's nice also to tell kids that it actually builds discipline. Is that right? Yes. Do you agree with me? I agree. I agree with you uh, wholeheartedly. Um, most of my most of my life practices, I have to say, came from the sport. Mm-hmm. The discipline I have every day with my with my diet, with my training, it came from the character building that the sport actually gave me. Talaga. It's mm-hmm. the one thing that I have to say uh, baon-baon ko anywhere I go. The mm. the humble, the humility that it makes you have and then the the way that it actually builds you that kasi with jiu-jitsu there's no there's no lying in it. Uh, whatever you show on the mats is 
constitutes to how you're doing or how good you are. And if you don't train or if you don't show up to training, um, it won't manifest, really. It won't manifest to no matter how strong you are or how big you are. If you don't show up, if you don't train, talagang, and if you don't practice a healthy lifestyle even, um, it's not gonna show. And to me, um, na nakuha ko siya out of everything also. Like, if you wanna do something, if you wanna be good at something, you have to show up, you have to be consistent. You have to do anything you want to actually to actually do it. Ganun. So, okay. a lot of my character building or character development came from the sport talaga. Mm-hmm. Alright. And my it's attitude and my mindsets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. Okay. I guess we're already here in our last question. So, okay. Sige. Convince... Actually, no. It's not even a question. It's actually more like a command. <laughs> convince the... <laughs> Convince the audience why Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is amazing. Okay, sige. For me, what really impresses me with Jiu-Jitsu, aside from the culture, aside from the, aside from the sport in itself, how it's good for your body, how, I mean, I lost a lot of weight because of Jiu-Jitsu. Mm-hmm. That's the one thing that actually gave me in my fitness lifestyle talaga. It made me... It may be in a much better shape, I have to say. But for me, what impresses me about it is that it can actually be learned by anyone. Mm-hmm. Like women, kids, um, even mid, even 50-year-old uh, people mm, at that. Middle age. You can still yeah. learn it, yeah. Middle-aged people, you can actually still learn it. So if I were the if I were the audience, if someone's listening to this, um, and if you're concerned na parang, oh, I think it's not for me, or it's too hard, like parang, or maybe I'm too small for it, or I'm too old for it, or whatever, I guarantee you, jujitsu is actually a very, very good sport to get into no matter what age you are. In our team, we have a kids' class. We have a kids' class that, uh, that have... Go to age five and above, siguro. Yeah, and they they get to train and they actually get to win. Even some of them have really really great moves, and from that age they get to develop it until they're older. While in my team also there there are like with me there are smaller people who actually submit me, or who actually uh, sweep me or reverse the position or what have you. Talagang if you're listening and you want to get into something, maybe after quarantine, yeah, um, jiu-jitsu is the sport for you, really, because it's literally for everyone. It can be learned by everyone, but the one thing that I have to tell you, for you to actually enjoy it, is to actually commit to it. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Show up to training and actually enjoy it. Ask the questions. Um, just, just roll with anyone because anyone will respect you anyone will answer your questions kumbaga but it's literally for everyone really if you want to learn something new if you want to challenge yourself kumbaga if you if you actually just want to stay if you want to be fit or fitter mm-hmm. at the same time falling in love with the sport uh, i really recommend this talaga because it's it's literally for anyone and uh, you just have to find a style that fits for you a style that is actually uh, more for you or something that you're comfortable at and 
work on that style. Like for me, I'm 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 a guy who likes to take people down or to to pummel people and just keep them there. That's why I'm I'm a guard passer and I'm a takedown. I'm a takedown guy because that's mm-hmm. how I am. And a lot of people like for example, um there's some women, there's some uh smaller guys. Uh they like playing playing it fast or playing it from the bottom. And that's and they still get to win from that. Mm-hmm. Like prime example Maggie, Maggie Ochoa. Um, jiu-jitsu champion, diba? Brown belt jiu-jitsu champion. She's not the she's not the tallest. Mm-hmm. She's not the tallest competitor out there. But she actually got to she actually got to like have a lot of recognitions. Um, even though, diba? And she's she's recognized as probably she's probably the most popular Filipino jiu-jitsu practitioner there is. And uh, talagang it's it's a testament that it can be for everyone talaga. Mm-hmm. No matter what age, no matter what gender, no matter what body type, no matter what size you are talaga. It's literally for everyone. So if you're looking for a hobby that not only not only keeps you fit or not only will make you fit, but would also develop your character, build your discipline, or even just have a group of group of friends that you appreciate such a good culture with um this sport is really for you mm. i mean it could still you could still find it with some other sports like basketball um or siguro in a martial arts setting like judo or karate or taekwondo pero um how often would you see um a little guy submit a big guy diba and if you think na parang that's your that's your concern then jiu-jitsu will really show you the way in actually making you a much better athlete to that mm-hmm. maybe to Ayun, i hope i got to convince you guys <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe to add yeah. an extra question what would be the essential bjj move for someone who doesn't even know bjj like something that you'd teach uh, Maybe your sister or something. Hmm. Aside from shrimping, of course. For like self-defense. Uh, it's pro- mm-hmm. probably the close guard. Mm-hmm. It's probably the close guard, siguro. Because the close guard is the probably the most effective guard there is. Because it gives the most control in it. it. You wrap your legs around the person and because your legs are like controlling it, you can actually like maneuver that person wherever they want to go. And you can actually choke that person from inside that guard. You can submit a. You can actually have a joint lock in from inside that guard. So, any practitioner, um, I have to say, or any beginner, any level actually, should actually learn that close guard. Mm-hmm. If I were to teach my first class in jujitsu, aside from, aside from the shrimping or the basic movements, talaga, I would start with the close guard. Mm-hmm. I would really start with the close guard. Alright, so that's basically it for tonight. So, okay. um, how do you feel about talking about your passion? Um, it's it's great, I have to say, because uh, to be honest with you guys, like the past few days, I've been watching a lot of jiu-jitsu um, clips in YouTube uh, in my free time. Kahit yung mga two minutes lang or whatever. And 
it makes you miss the sport even more. And talking about it actually made me miss the sport even more in this whole quarantine time talaga. Like, it made me miss the, it made me miss my teammates, it made me miss the whole high of it, the thrill of it all. So, yeah, it's a perfect reminder for me na parang I still have, I I have something waiting for me. After the pandemic. Uh, once this whole, yeah. after this whole pandemic normalizes. Yep. Aside from my loved ones, I probably go to my jiu-jitsu gym first. Yeah. <laughs> like break a sweat from all of this, talaga. Uh, so it really felt great. I really thank you guys for the space. Um, thanks for having me, talaga. Like really made me, made me. It was it was happy. I w- I'm happy to share this to you guys. I'm happy to talk about this. Mm-hmm. All right. No problem. That's why we are here in the same podcast. <laughs> anyway, uh, oh before we officially end the podcast, I want to ask, like, Ben, do you have, like, something to So this for being a podcast about being a Gen Zer, we want to ask you, Anton, Okay. what does it mean to you to be a Gen Zer, someone from Gen Z? Gen Z, okay. For me, Gen Z is probably the generation that will shock the world. Uh-huh. Like we're often we're often branded like confused with the millennials. Like I hate it when that actually happens. Mm-hmm. Pero Gen Z people actually finds or thinks differently than any other generation. I have. We think differently that some that other generations may find weird or may find uh, unorthodox even or actually may find inappropriate sometimes. Uh huh. Like. I know that Gen Z people get some flack sometimes because of how they act, because of how they think. Pero if you think about it, the world evolves with everything. And tayo yung pinaka-evolved right now. We we are probably the most vocal about some stuff. We are the ones who actually think um, before anything else. We are actually the ones who actually try to voice out our opinions with everything. So... For me, like even despite the flack that other generations are giving us, I guess uh, the Gen Zers will be the ones to really shock the world and actually make and actually do something for this world, you know, because of how we think, how we understand stuff, because of how we act on stuff. Talaga, so, yun, talagang uh, proud to be a Gen Zer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I understand your frustration with the teachers calling us millennials. Like in, kayo mga millennial kayo ba? Also, yung sinasabi ano? Privilege kasi kayo eh. I mean, I've yeah. heard that so many times. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't want, I don't even care to speak about it anymore. Exactly. <laughs> it's a waste of time. Yeah. All right. Well. Here comes the end of our show. So, thank you all for joining the Zoom Room podcast. So, this is Jami Del Rosario. Uh, this is Jami Del Rosario. You can follow me at my Instagram account at Jami Del Ro. How about you, You ben? can follow me on my Instagram at Bian Gabriel. How about you, Anton? Well, thank you, Zoom Room Podcasts, for having me. Please check them out, guys. And for me, you guys can follow me on Instagram at underscore Anton Recto. Yes, thank you guys. Alright, and don't forget to always look at our Instagram for updates for any new episodes at Zoom Room Pod. That's Zoom correct, Room right? Pod. Ben? At Zoom Room Pod. Okay. Alright. Alright, thank you everybody. Thank Have you. Have a good night. Thanks guys.